You're listening to a Cairns FM 89.1 produced podcast. You're listening to the Rotary Club Hour. Here at Cairns FM 89.1. Welcome to the Rotary Club Hour here at Cairns FM 89.1. I'm your host, Barry Coe. I'm here with Margaret Militanovic. Welcome back to the desk. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. And Cole Craig. Morning, Barry. Morning, everyone. And our special guest today uh, needs no introduction to me, but he is Graham Coe, my father, and a longtime Rotarian. Good morning. Um, I think we worked out 43 years in Rotary, is that? Uh, something like that. Uh Something yeah, like be 43 that. this year. 1981, I think you said. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to talk about your Rotary story today. You've, you've had a long, should I call it a Rotary career? Yeah. <laughs> a Rotary hobby, um, yeah. as well as not being, only being in clubs, but founding clubs as well. So. Yeah, well, um, I first joined the Rotary Club of uh, Innisfail. I went down there to uh, uh, work for SGIO in 1981 and uh, a guy I was working with, a really lovely man, um, and uh, he he said to me, uh, oh, look, everybody joins Rotary here, mate. So he just dragged me along to uh, um, a Rotary meeting and uh, I was only 31 at the time, so uh, I think I was the youngest uh, person in the club. But um, it was a big club that was... Uh, over 50 members, and um, there was even another club in the town with about another 25. So, uh, did, you, did you have any concept of what Rotary was before you? Yeah, I did because I, I had been in um, JCs. Uh, JCs uh, came out of the Junior Chamber of Commerce, but uh, I, I joined that when I was living in South Australia. <laughs> South Australia. And uh, uh, it was a pretty good club, but they were mainly young family people, which is what I was at the time, in my 20s. and um, So uh, we had a great time. And uh, so, um, because you come from Cairns, they say you always come back. So eventually came back to Cairns. Um, I didn't join Rotary then, but uh, when I went down to Innisfail, um, you know, I think we were only back in Cairns for a couple of years yeah. before before Innisfail. 89, 88. 89. I'd forgotten about the JCs. <laughs> you don't, I don't know, they, they have the Young Chamber now, I think. Is yeah, well, yeah, but the actual organisation, JCs, is uh, closed now. Though. Um, okay. There are a lot of people who still have catch-ups and stuff. But, uh, was it a similar concept to Rotary? Just in some ways, and it was aimed for younger people. It was... Um, you know, 18 to, to 40 year olds, and uh, that was the concept of it. Uh, there was a, another organisation called Apex, who uh, Apex were a bit similar. Oh, yeah, I do too. remember. JCs were everywhere. My dad was in JCs before he joined Rotary mm-hmm. as well, yeah, down, down in Pine Rivers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember Apex, it used to. Mm-hmm. When you go past a park or a rest stop or something, there was always yeah, an apex right. or something. Yeah. Well, see, back in those days, a lot of these organisations did things in the community, like building parks or, or bus stops and stuff like that. These days, that's all done by 
government of some level uh, usually and uh, you know there's so much uh, compliance has to go into these things yeah <laughs> back in those days you could knock up a children's playground <laughs> and nobody come along and said oh that's too dangerous you can't have that but uh, yeah no fair enough fair enough all right um we're gonna sorry margaret you got a question so what you are the founding member of our rotary cans sunrise what made you decide to start a new branch of rotary right. clubs well, I was in the Rotary Club of Cairns, and um, uh, in those days we had Thursday night shopping, and the club met Thursday night. And I was always in trouble at home, you know. <laughs> My wife would want to go shopping or something, and, you know, you're, ne- you're never available. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and uh, I had been reading about breakfast clubs, and uh, so I, I got my brother involved, Rod, and said we should start a breakfast club and then uh so we we got uh you know a couple of people to to help us and uh um at the time actually uh, bob manning you know uh, he was the mayor uh for many years he, uh, back then he was the president uh, of the rotary club but um anyway we uh, uh we you know did a lot of research into it and we gradually got people together. Um, my plan at the time was I wanted to have both women and men in the club, but um, the the hierarchy of uh, Rotary at the time it was very it was, different. Was, was, <laughs> they they said to me, "Look, Graham, you know, don't make any waves. Just just get some guys to join the club, and then after that, you could get all the women you like." So. What what year was this? Ninety uh, one. Wow. Mm. And so when you then set up a club, at the time did Rotary still have a minimum number of members you needed to have before it was Yeah, we had to have, I think it was 25. Oh. And, uh, and we, we, we had no trouble getting that, in fact. Uh, and we didn't steal a single person from another club. Who, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they were happy with that. <laughs> so you had to get 25 people to join a club that didn't exist yet. Yeah, yeah. You commit to getting up That's for breakfast. Right, on yeah. a, was it a Tuesday morning, I think? Tuesday morning. It's always been Tuesday morning. Um, and they, it, they chose that because there's usually public holidays on Mondays. And yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. If I remember correctly, was it Dundee's restaurant? Yeah, we, we first met at Dundee's in, uh, well, Sheridan Street, I think it was. Um, was it? the corner of Sheridan oh. and Applin. I was thinking Spence Street. Was it in Spence no, Street? No, no. It was. Actually, it might have been prior to that, but when we started um yeah it had moved to uh sharon there's a rental car company there mm. now but um uh yeah and of course they've gone on to do good things um come bigger than ben her <laughs> as a restaurant <laughs> all right we might stop there i'll just go to a song and some messages come right back and we can uh delve further into your rotary story uh you're listening to the rotary club hour on kens fm 89.1 this is leanne tennant with everspin But I'm gathering up 
to the Rotary Club Hour here at Cairns FM 89.1 Thanks for sticking around you're listening to the Rotary Club Hour at Cairns FM 89.1 we are talking to our very special guest Graham Co today about his Rotary story Margaret you have some questions I do so Graham you're our very first club president can you yes. tell me um, can you tell our audience a little bit more about that experience what what did your first year look like? What sort of projects was Rotary Club of Sunrise focusing on at the time? Yeah, um, well, we because we were just kicking it off, uh, I think we were uh, all a bit uh, floundering as to what we're going to do. Uh, people coming up with uh, lots of ideas. Our our first project was to uh, built a we built a shelter for uh, dogs at the um, um, uh, RSPCA oh, shelter or whatever it was, and, <laughs> uh, and, um, and that was well received. That uh, everybody enjoyed doing that, and uh, we were quite proud of that for a while. <laughs> it's wonderful. And then after your initial year as a president, you had a little bit of a break and decided to give it a go again. What year was that when you came back? Yeah, uh, look, that was. Uh, uh, Actually, it was the year uh, Rotary was a hundred uh, hundred years old in uh, uh, Australia. Amazing. Uh, no, no, sorry, in the world it would have been the, in the world. Two thousand and five. Yeah, yeah two thousand and five. Just started in nineteen oh five, obviously. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay. Two thousand and five, and yeah, so um, uh, that was a good year. We um, 
Uh, look, funny, you, know, you think back and they all blur into each other. You can't yes. remember <laughs> what we did 20 years ago. <laughs> so did many projects. the club change much between the first time that you served as a president and then your second time? There's been quite a big gap of yeah, time. Yeah. Did it change much in how well, it operated and yeah, the membership? Yeah, it's interesting, Rotary Clubs, because I find people tend to come and go and some stick around, some don't. Uh, some are there forever, a bit like myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, uh, but then there's, you know, some people who, uh, for some reason, their life has changed and uh, maybe they uh, they move away from Cairns or whatever. So uh, there's always this changing of uh, the different people in the club and, and that's one of the exciting things about it, actually, is that you're always meeting new people and... Uh, it, it, it's really good. Um, uh, you mentioned when you founded the Rotary Club of Cairns Sunrise that there wasn't wasn't any difficult getting the twenty five members together. Mm. Did you find over time there, there is times where membership wanes or you know yes. people leave? Um, yeah, things are happening in the world, but suddenly yeah. people put Rotary on the back bench, yeah. And, yeah. and you really had to struggle to attract new members and things like that. Yeah, yeah. And look, it depends on a number of things. The, the actual club members, uh, you know, their time and their attitude to, to getting new, new people. Um, uh, and then, you know, what's going on in the town and, and in Australia, in the world maybe. Uh, you know, at the moment, you know, it's uh, tough on families, so uh, maybe, you know... The cost of living too. Effect, you know. mm. Mm. And, and look, uh, if we have a target market for... Uh, getting new people to join Rotary, uh, if we can call it that. <laughs> it's probably the 30 to 50 age group. So usually, you know, those sort of people have, uh, you know, have had their kids, uh, the kids are teenagers or whatever, and, you know, they're getting getting on. And, uh, and you know, they've sort of, they've got a, a stable life. They're yeah. doing well in their jobs. And, um, and they're the ones who mainly seem to join. Not that that's, the only way, but but you know we've had people in their early twenties even. Yeah, Margaret, you've got young children. You can. I I have teenagers. I've got my son at uni, <laughs> third year at uni, doing social work, and I've got another teenager, sixteen, and then the youngest one turning four in two weeks' time. So, um, yeah, I've got you... all the demographics of children <laughs> dealing with uni, dealing with high school, and the little one just moved from childcare to a prime um, to kindergarten. So, how do you um, balance attending Rotary meetings and things like that? Do you just for me, it becomes a my life is a twenty four seven liquid kind of flexible schedule. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, whatever is the number one priority at the time, and as much as possible, I try to be a resourceful and combine things. So, a lot of the times when there is Rotary, every Rotary meeting, my youngest one attends with me because it's a Tuesday morning before the school or the childcare starts. Yes. And I combine it every time we have fundraisers in the evenings. I usually try to get my kids um, come in when we do the Christmas hamper packing. I just try to get my kids involved in giving back to the community and also seeing what takes me as their mum, away from, from them, that we're actually helping other people and trying to make positive impact in the world. Yeah. Because you're a mother, you, it's still important that you do the things that you want to do as well, and if you can involve the children as well. Oh, absolutely. And family that's... comes first. So it's you don't want to neglect your children to help no. the community. So it's just combining the two. And at the same time, knowing that 
you lead the children don't copy what you say they copy what you do so if you're involved in the community helping others they're growing up with the values of supporting their community and getting more involved and caring about others above themselves yeah yeah so so dad you you joined rotary in 1981 and i was born in 78 so for my whole life all i remember is you being in rotary so i I don't remember those first three years when you were not in rotary um so i do have memories of um the club in innisfale i think occasionally you'd bring the whole family for various functions or dinners or or whatever changeover dinners i think too yeah yeah Yeah. so it was pretty uh uh, pretty common thing that that was the you know (coughs) excuse me the innisfile club was very um very social at the time uh, because they had so many members they were forever having something like barbecues and barbecues, picnics and yeah, dinners and things and uh, so uh, it was good and because uh, uh, there was a lot of projects we did that yeah. uh, too meant we could bring the kids and do you remember um, attending any Barry? do you have any memories of any particular projects yeah, or functions that uh, stood out as a kid just vague memories i remember the was it the president would wear the, the yeah. badges, the, the collar? The collar. Is yeah. that, I don't know if that's still a thing. It, it still is. It's still Very a thing. So, yes. We don't tend to wear it at every meeting. but no, Just uh, formal functions. Yeah. I, I remember the big round badges, name yeah. badges everyone would have. And like that's the right. President and vice president yeah. and man at arms and yeah. secretary. And they shrink in size. Just are they smaller now? We still have <laughs> huge. They're like dinner plates almost. That's right. Another well, thing back then was there was, because it was all male, there were ladies' nights. Yes, so I remember yeah. in my family, the, our kids, us kids went to the, to the ladies' nights with, yes. with mum and dad at Rotary. That's ah. right. I do remember Very mum true. was in Inner Wheel as well. Yep. Yes. Yep. So was that sort of the first attempt at having a well, separate club no, for the a, women? Or yeah, was that? look, Inner Wheel was uh, created um, oh, years ago, in the 50s, I think, um, as a club for um, the uh, partners or wives of Rotarians. And where it got the name Inner Wheel was the Inner Wheel of the Rotary Wheel. Oh, the Rotary yeah, logo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With the cogged uh, wheel. That was yeah. the idea that uh, um, it was part of that, uh, the Inner Wheel, anyway. Yeah. So uh, there's still Inner Wheel clubs around. I believe we've got uh, a very active one on the Tablelands. Um, but, um, you know, it's not as uh, strong. As it used to be. Mm, now that the women are allowed to, yeah. Once they Rotary. allowed women to join Rotary, I think the a lot of the wives and that uh, involved, um, you know, joined Rotary and so on. Not yeah. the ones necessarily in a wheel, but but other wives and we we often get couples join. Mm. All right. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's good. Although I don't. Uh, I don't think it really works out too well. <laughs> <laughs> Not unless it's a different club. <laughs> That's right, you know. <laughs> uh, of course, uh, you know, if they've got to get the kids to school, mm. yeah. you know, maybe one of them can't be in our breakfast club. Yeah, and couples don't always have the same interests, so one might be more enthusiastic than the other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just depends. That's right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but um, Margaret, you were saying the... Rotary Club of Kent Sunrise, about 50-50 men and women now? At the moment, yes, absolutely. We're very proud of achieving that um, gender equality with other clubs. And I'm aware that the other four clubs in Rotary also are aiming, they, they all have female representations and they're all aiming to have that equality within the membership. Mm. Fantastic. And we obviously have our female area governor, Rita Zapula. 
That's right. Yeah. Who loves being on the radio with us, but she's not here today. So no. <laughs> hopefully she's tuning in. But um, we're going to go to another song and some messages, and we'll come right back and uh, keep talking to Graham about his Rotary story. So oh. you're listening to Rotary Club Hour here at Cairns FM 89.1. Please stick around. This is Lontano with Somewhere Highway. Listening to the Rotary Club Hour. 
here at Cairns FM 89.1. And you're back with the Rotary Club Hour. I'm Barry Coe here with Margaret Milicinovic, Cole Craig and our special guest, Graham Coe, talking about his Rotary story. Cole, you have some questions. So yes, Graham. earlier off air you told us that you didn't progress any higher than president in the club, but I remember going to your mm-hmm. induction as district governor. Okay, yeah. I went to your changeover dinner. <laughs> so uh, tell us a little bit about, about being district governor. Well, yes, well, I guess I meant in the club, uh, but um, I was assistant governor for the Cairns area for about three years, uh, and then uh, that was in uh, well, around, probably around 2000. 2009, somewhere around there, and uh, uh, then um, I got tapped on the shoulder virtually by some of the past district governors who said, well, you know, it's time for you to look at being the district governor. A district governor's role is, is like uh, uh, probably the, the CEO of a, of a company in a way, and what we have to do is uh, um, manage the uh, expectations of all the clubs in the in the district, and districts um, are fairly large. Well, ours is. Uh, in some places they're not, but uh, because of uh, the uh, size of our district, which included um, East Timor, um, most of Northern Territory, and uh, all of North Queensland, uh, it, it was a pretty full-on job, and uh, um, I did enjoy it, but it's a four-year it's a four-year um, role, really, because you become uh, district governor nominee. The next year, it's district governor elect. Then you're the district governor, and then you're immediate past district governor. And in that time, <laughs> you're on all the committees and uh, the board of the district, etc. And uh, uh, you know, it's the, the good thing about it, though, is you're not alone. There's there's lots of other people who are involved around it and uh you know so given the geographic size of this district though like Mm. did you have to regularly visit every club or or was it there wasn't a mandate that you've got to go and see everyone (laughs) no well there was a mandate you did have to see everybody but only once okay and uh, usually you tried to do that in the first three months of your year as yeah, a district governor. Just do a whirlwind tour and yeah, yeah, get it all done. So, yeah. so, Graham, back in those days prior to Teams meetings on, on a computer yeah, screen, that's right. you had to go to the States as well for a training yes, session. Yes, yeah. Um, uh, in January 2011, we uh, had to go to America. Um, we went to San Diego, actually, and um, there was uh, all the district governors elect from all over the yep. world there. Yep. Uh, d- doing training um, it was really great. Actually, I met some really wonderful people, and uh, we, it was um, probably one of the highlights yep. of it. And um, so um, there was um, clubs too that uh, uh, did home hosting, and you could go a week earlier and stay with the club members in another town. Uh, we had a choice between Rochester, New York. And this is January, so it was freezing cold. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Florida, so being from Cairns, <laughs> we just let's go to sunny Florida, uh, and uh, we stayed with some really lovely people there. But it it, it was freezing even in Florida. <laughs> 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 
we had to borrow coats <laughs> all sorts of things they have a different idea of tropical heat over there <laughs> to us, I think. so in during your year as a um the street governor at that time did you still have to nominate a project that you wanted the club's support yeah um well it wasn't really compulsory that you do a particular project but um it was you know you would have an emphasis on a certain part of rotary or, or some a particular project but in in those days i felt the rotary foundation needed to have um, more focus on it the rotary foundation was started uh, way back in the 1920s and um, it didn't really uh, kick off uh, uh, much really until uh, Paul Harris the founder died and um, and they decided to start what they called a Paul Harris fellow program and that uh, was this was in the 50s and if you uh, if somebody had a thousand dollars US donated in their name they would be named a Paul Harris fellow and uh, that still is that at that level today back in those days of course thousand dollars us you could probably buy a car with it i'd say it would have been a lot of money they haven't they haven't indexed the amount at all it's still no. the same no, that's interesting so <laughs> uh, 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 that was a good thing to do and that uh, has certainly helped uh, the foundation uh, get um, more donations so the foundation was basically Rotary's own charitable arm that could fund major projects like the, yes. the battle against polio? That's right. And, um, you know, uh, we have a polio um, program that is actually a part of the um, Rotary Foundation. So people can specifically donate to the End Polio Now program. Yeah. Uh, Cole, you were saying earlier there were some interesting things about the, the Paul Harris Fellow that um, some clubs it's mandatory, some clubs they, they use it as so, so the different way ways it, to reward members. Yes, the way it developed, and it was all started off in the US, and in the US it was generally the member, the Rotary member, would donate the $1,000. And it's actually, in, it, it didn't take off so well in Australia. So in Australia, uh, clubs or people don't like buying their own, their own awards. Not that a Paul Harris Fellow is an award, it's a recognition. Yeah. So uh, the clubs started making a donation, as Graham suggested earlier, uh, on behalf of a member. So basically it, the way it evolved is that if a member worked over and above within the club environment, the club would recognise the, the, the work and, and make the $1,000 US donation and that would then give them the right to present a Paul Harris Fellow recognition. Uh, you get a nice certificate, you get a, a, a medal uh, and a pin yeah. Uh, and it's actually quite interesting when we've had American Rotarians come to Australia and, and, and into meetings or conferences and you talk about it and the Americans are quite amazed that what you, you, you let someone make your donation for you. Uh, <laughs> so they, they don't quite understand that. Uh, but it is moving in Australia uh, these days because the Rotary Foundation is so important uh, that the encouragement is that for members to contribute themselves. But clubs still do. My, my club still pre presents... Paul Harris fellow recognitions. Yeah. Oh, look, I think that's a good thing, and and I think people who've been presented with a Paul Harris fellow should be proud of it because yes. the club has seen, you know, the the value of that person and and is recognising them very much. Um, and actually, Can Sunrise 
uh, gave me a Paul Harris Fellow um, for my uh, uh, being a charter member yep, of the club, job. and that was way back in the early 90s. Yep. So that was my first Paul Harris Fellow yep. recognition. So was Paul Harris the founder of Rotary? Yes. Mm. He started, yeah. started it all. Way back in 1905, um, he uh, got together with um, three other uh, guys who were in different occupations, and the idea was we will all meet to, meet together and um, we'll uh, rotate between our offices and, uh, and, and help each other in business. And yeah. It was a pretty simple idea. I'm sure they had no idea it was going to develop <laughs> in, uh, you know, what we are now, 1.3 million or something it, around the world. It was, but, all, um, it was all networking back then and the community yeah. stuff didn't start till three or four years later. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so as it got bigger, of course, they had to start meeting in, in restaurants and things like that, uh, hotels too, because uh, more and more yeah. people started joining this uh, organisation called Rotary. Yeah. Um, so we got off track a bit. We were talking about <laughs> district governor. <laughs> Is there things like district conferences where the clubs in the yeah. district get together? Yeah, we do have a, a district conference every year. Um, and uh, the um, the district governor of the time uh, has an obligation to organise that. Um, we have uh, guest speakers at it and... Um, a lot of people who are the speakers are people with a project or um, some sort of uh, charitable organisation that is looking for uh, support from Rotary. Um, so that's basically what happens with that. And it's a social thing too. We have dinners and lunches. Everybody catches up and like all any that good sort conference. Of thing. <laughs> yeah. You make new friends. Definitely you make new friends. friends, yeah. And our, our district is much bigger now. And um, we've got most of Queensland in our district, really. Oh, so, wow. Outside yeah. of Brisbane? Yeah. Uh, Mar- Mar- Maribor North. Harvey Mar- Bay, Maribor North. Uh, yeah. Includes Tennant Creek, uh, mm. not Alice Springs. And then it goes up to Darwin and to uh, East Timor. Timor mm. Leste, yes. Mm. Wow. That's, that's a massive district, really, isn't it? Yeah. Maybe yeah. not population wise, but. I, they're looking at area. changing things. And I, I think we really should have an Australia conference. I think that would be uh, much more relevant for all of us. Um, oh, there is no Australian no, Rotary No, no. And, um, and in fact, uh, Rotary tends to have uh, regions and districts uh, that really aren't necessarily based on a country or, or um, yeah. a state or whatever. Um, so... Uh, but I think uh, we would be would benefit more if we had Australia conferences. Have you been to any of the international conferences? Yeah, yeah. Um, the last one I went to was when I district governor, and that was in Bangkok. And uh, there was thirty five thousand people at that. Wow. And uh, we uh, the actual Thai, Thai government uh, put on free buses for us. To bus us all over the place when we had to go anywhere. So, because uh, uh, everybody's staying in different hotels. Yeah. Ever, and, um, yeah. And to go to the convention centre, which is, they were able houses all uh, on the days, um, we, had a, we had to catch our bus. So, uh, you know, that was. So they had auditoriums big enough for yeah, 35,000 yeah, people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Wow. What yeah. what about the dinners and things? Or are yeah. there separate dinners? Like, how do you, how do you put 35,000 yeah, people thing. in a room? Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and the great thing about that is you do meet people mm. from other countries. And, in fact, when uh, I was uh, in my district governor training in San Diego, um, I met some people from Hong Kong. And uh, I said to them at the time, where, where are you guys from? And they said, Hong Kong. And I said, you, you don't look Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> they were sort of Indian, you know. And uh, he says it's a long story. Anyway, it turns out they were of Indian heritage. And yeah. um, they, uh, uh, he was the current uh, district governor for Hong Kong and around there. And, uh, uh, but uh, he uh, was actually... Uh, the head of a company that owned hotels and uh, so they would own say the Holiday Inn um, somewhere they did actually own a Holiday Inn in, yeah. in Hong Kong they own the real estate they they don't necessarily run the hotel okay but um, they're very wealthy people mm. yeah definitely definitely uh, Margaret did you have any more questions for Graham at this stage yes so Graham is actually our current um, PR director He's back on the board of directors. PR I don't know if you're aware. Yes, so public, public relations. relations. Right. And one of the wonderful things when um, Graham came into this role, one of the challenges I have given him is for us to get better engagement because Rotarians, we're so good at doing good in the community, but the, most people don't know about it. They don't know that we're people of action. They don't know what we stand for. I gave Graham this, chan um, this challenge and he came out with this wonderful radio show idea. <laughs> so, you know, you can, there's still a lot of ideas there. Um, and I'm really grateful because it is an example of thinking outside the box and seeing how we can best yeah. reach the community and keep them involved and engaged about different projects, how people can get involved, not just by joining the club, but just helping the community in general. So yeah. thank you so much, yeah, Graham. If it wasn't for you, this would never eventuate. Absolutely. Yeah. And and we should mention this radio show is now a podcast as well, um, yes, currently on happy. Spotify, um, but we're going to try and upload each show after it's done and people can listen to them anytime. So, um, yeah, wonderful. Thank you so much, Barry, for making that mm. happen. Yes. That's all right. Um, the very next one I'm going to upload is the Dr. Lara one. Perfect. Where you interviewed her about Ukraine. So. Uh, look, we're going to go to another song and some more messages, and then we have a little bit of time left. We need to promote the trivia night that's happening tonight, Margaret. So yes, that's right. I am right. very excited. We'll be right back with more of the Rotary Club Hour here in Kansas FM 89.1. This is Sunday Lemonade with a Thousand Years.
to the Rotary Club Hour here at Cairns FM 89.1 Welcome back to the Rotary Club Hour Cairns FM 89.1 We're getting to the end of the show where we promote some things that are happening now if you're listening to this on repeat or on the podcast just be mindful of the date but we're talking about the trivia night that's happening tonight Margaret Yes, absolutely, Barry. So our very first fundraiser for the year uh, for the homelessness is on tonight, the 3rd of February. We have a venue proudly sponsored by Brothers League uh, Club. The door will open at 6 p.m. and the trivia is to start at 7 p.m. promptly. The tickets are only $20. We have actually originally had 120 seats allocated. It has sold out. We moved it to 165. Smashed it. Sold out. Smashed it. And we now have been moved to actually auditorium by Brothers League and wow. had 265 seats. Just logged into our try booking now, and we're sitting at 199 tickets sold as of this morning. So it's not too late. There's That's still a few tables and, and seats available. It makes a huge difference. Um, we are raising money for the backpack bags and the waterproof sleeping bags for the homeless here in Cairns. So if you can support and buy some tickets, we'll really appreciate it. And you can have a great night out with your friends. Yeah. So if you are listening to this today, the 3rd of February, Saturday, and you want to go do something tonight, get onto Facebook and the Rotary Club of Cairns Sunrise. There's a try booking link. You can still book tickets and get down for the trivia night, which is going to be I think it's going to be fierce competition. Yeah, huge. 199 people. people so. You ready, Barry? I know um, you're coming. Yeah, I've, you're I've got the table the of eight. So um, do we compete in tables? Is that how we I in teams? Believe, yes, I believe you're competing in tables, yes. All right. I don't know whether I picked the, the best seven people to come with me, <laughs> <laughs> but I love them dearly. That's good. Um, now, Cole, your, uh, your club has been doing some interesting thing with sausages recently. Uh, thanks, Barry. Yes, we have. Uh, so, Australia Day, we uh, worked with the Cairns Regional Council for the Tobruk Pool Party. 
the council called it the family fun day, but we continued, continued to call it Australia Day barbecue, uh, and we cooked 1,200 sausages. Uh, wow. In, in a, a three-hour period, we had 15 of us on deck, and uh, while well, we had queues at a couple of times because of the, there was different sorts of sausages, and one sort took longer to cook than the other, we had a great time. But more interesting, uh, instead of our usual meeting last Tuesday, we had a cook-up of meals for the, the disaster recovery hubs. So uh, Tuesday yes. night we, we cooked 160 meals. Uh, there was sausages and veggies, there was rissoles and veggies, there was cottage pie and veggies. Uh, we cooked them up, we refrigerated them, we froze them the next day, uh, and we delivered them to the Holloway's Beach Hub yesterday afternoon. Uh, they will share those meals with the Machen's Hub. Uh, and some of them will go further up to the people up in the villages further north of the Daintree. Uh, we had a ball of fun uh, doing the cook-up, uh, and the smiles on the people at the hub yeah. when we deliver them just was very rewarding. So any, anyone who's suffering after the floods or needs a meal can go to these hubs and... Yes, correct. ...and have one of your delicious meals. Correct. Who comes up with a recipe or just... Uh, generally, the meals come from uh, where we've had a sausage sizzle of some sort and we've had leftover yeah. sausages. We freeze them, uh, and that generally is the trigger to have a cook-up. In this case, the trigger was there was a need. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's generally leftover stuff. We, we so buy a, some veggies and it, it becomes a very nice meal. It's a good idea to do the cook-up in, in place of the meeting, I guess. Yes. You know, having a meeting's great, but um, you know that's Correct. an extra commitment. That, you know, instead of coming to the meeting, let's go and cook it up. Yeah, it works very well, and we have a lot of fun. It's great. And our club has also been involved with the floods. Um, after we've done the Christmas hamper packing, our club has actually purchased a generator for the community hall in Holloway's uh, Beach. Oh, wow. Awesome. And we have also purchased a Weber barbecue for them upon oh. local community members' requests, so they can also utilise uh, that in the community hall. Oh. Fantastic. Any other events for your club coming up? Well, on the 23rd of February, there will be a 119 years celebration um, of Rotary International. And our first meeting following that, which is Monday the 25th, will actually be awarding our club members special recognition for their contribution to the club for service above self. It is an internal event. You can't book it on the tribe <laughs> booking, I'm afraid. But I think that um, recognition of Paul Harry's birthday and celebrating the yeah. start of Rotary International um, is important oh. for all clubs. Are you guys doing anything, Cole? Are you oh, I don't think we have anything planned at this point in time. A cake? But, but maybe you have any cake at the function? One of your ladies is we, such we, a wonderful we have baker. A cake. We have a cake every Tuesday night. So <laughs> it's very good. It originally started just for birthdays, but now we get a cake every night. We're known as the Cake Club. <laughs> and they do have some amazing cakes. I must say, I have, I've tried them. They're really delicious. Yeah, very, very good. All right, if you're listening out there and you like cake, the Rotary Club of Cairns West <laughs> is probably for you. <laughs> um, now, last uh, show, Rita mentioned a book signing for Kirsty and Caro. That's right. So it was that's a bit coming up. Though. Yes. So I know that that's uh, now in place on the second of March. The um, Himalayan Dreams book launch will be at the German Club at six p.m. And I believe that there is a try booking link uh, as well. You can find it on our website and you can find it through the Facebook promotions as well. So that's raising funds for the um, Friends of Himalayan Children to support building the schools and the resources for the Batalese village, sorry, um, in Nepal. 
Oh, fantastic. And Kirsty Nankara is a local author from the Tablelands, I believe. Yes, an ex-ABC um, journalist. Yeah, and she's written yeah. this book. So if you're interested in that, check it out. Uh, we have about 20 seconds left. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the Rotary Club Hour today. This show will be on repeat next week. We'll also put it up as a podcast on Spotify. I want to thank you, Margaret. Thanks for coming along today. Thanks, Barry. And thank you, Cole. Thanks, Barry. And thank you, uh, special guest, Granco. It's been really interesting hearing your roadie story, even though I knew some of it, but um, <laughs> I've learned a th- few things today. But uh, okay. thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, this has been the Rotary Club Hour. All the best. Bye. You've been listening to a Cairns FM 89.1 produced podcast. For more information, visit cairnsfm891.org.au.